Welcome to the Crushing Land Podcast, brought to you by The Land Method. Each week, our host, Jonathan, along with The Land Method team and special guest speakers, will answer your burning questions on land investing or discuss relevant real estate investing strategies and principles. So without further ado, let's get started. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Crushing Land for this week. Happy that you joined us. And uh, this week, we're going to be talking about a subject that's uh, come up in our group uh, a couple times here in the last couple of weeks, but it's also been a subject that's come up before. It's actually one that was on our list of subjects that were sent in uh, that uh, you guys wanted us to discuss. So uh, we're happy to do that today. And that is the subject of skip tracing. How do we skip trace our leads that come back? So for those of you who aren't aren't familiar with skip tracing or what that means or what's involved, basically what it means is that we have a letter that we've sent. And in that letter, um, the address wasn't there. The person wasn't at the address that we sent it to. The letter has come back to us with no other information. So that now we have to find out where that person went. And so that's involved in skip tracing. And there's services out there that do this. So uh, it's a huge thing in real estate that uh, that a lot of people do. And so um, the questions come up like, well, how do we do this and and how advantageous is it and all of that? So let me let me go at this a couple of different ways. Um, and, and please understand that I've been in real estate now for a couple of decades and we've done a lot of skip tracing. OK, so first off. When a, we're talking about vacant land right now, when one of our letters comes back, our initial letters that's expressing interest in buying somebody's property comes back to us, we do one of two things. We look at that letter, that envelope, and there's going to be a yellow sticker on it from the post office. If that yellow sticker has a new address, which sometimes they do, we will take that letter and we will put it back in our database and it will just go out with the following week's mail, right? Okay. So basically it's going to go into our CRM and we're going to put in the new, new address and it's just going to go out with the next batch. Nice and easy. If it has a yellow sticker that says anything else, no address, not deliverable as addressed, vacant, moved, left, no address, returned to sender, deceased, anything like that. There's tons of those, right? We take that letter and we throw it in the garbage can. And I know people are sitting there listening to this or watching this, and they're saying, like, what are you talking about? You're, you're leaving money on the table. Those are the best leads. All of the things that we've been trained in real estate. And I'll tell you this right now. In my years in real estate, when it came to houses and when it came to actual brokerage and different things that I was doing, we skip traced. Skip tracing was huge, but now we're talking about vacant land and it's a different world. Why is it a different world? Because in houses, if you're targeting a house and you're saying that you're interested in it and you're targeting an owner and they have left that building vacant, they are actually moving on from it. Maybe they've lived in it and they left it. Maybe they owned it and they left, whatever it may be but they have now left that structure sitting there vacant. That's a conscious decision for one reason or another. Those are hot leads, right? These are people that have said, 
I'm done. And so because of that, we go after them. With vacant land, they owned a vacant asset. They owned a piece of land that was just sitting there doing nothing, and they lived somewhere else. Now their residence has changed. They've moved somewhere else from there, and they still own that asset, that piece of land. Nothing changed in that. More times than not, what happened was they just simply forgot to update the record with the county because they only get one piece of correspondence on that on that property each and every year. Other than people saying that they're interested in buying it or listing it or whatever it may be, the only official correspondence that they're getting is their tax bill. That's it. And so because of that, they had just simply a lot of times forgot to update that record. The other thing that happens sometimes is somebody sells the property, right? They've sold the property. The county does, does not update for whatever reason in a timely matter. And then they move, that person moves. And so now, of course, they're not going to do anything with the property. They've sold it. And so they moved in the process. And the reason I bring that up is I actually got a letter this week on a piece of property that I owned and sold over a year ago. Now, I looked on the county website and I know that the county, in fact, uh, did update the record. So I don't know how old the list is that the person's using. But had I moved in that time frame, had I physically moved, and that went back to that person as undeliverable, well, the reason I never updated it was because I sold it and I didn't care. I wouldn't update a property that I don't own, right? So I just moved. I didn't think anything of it. But yet the county wasn't updated. So this person would be chasing me down now trying to get this lead. And the reason I bring this up is we actually did skip trace for our vacant land at the very beginning. And we didn't get any better results skip tracing. In fact, they were a little bit worse. The reason they were a little bit worse is because of what I just said. A lot of these properties had already sold, right? And, and you, don't, you don't find everybody. And sometimes the new addresses aren't as good and all of that. So we just didn't it wasn't worth our time and effort. And that's where it really comes into us. You know, we're sending a certain amount per week. And so my personal thoughts, and I know this is going to differ by each and every person, and that's fine. But my personal thoughts in the way that I run my business, and the reason we're able to do more volume, and the reason we're able to keep things going is because I keep at a certain pace. And so if I just drop in, let's use a number of a thousand new records from a list each and every week, that means a thousand pieces going out, thousand pieces going out, thousand pieces going out, thousand pieces going out. Okay, great. Done. If I bring in the skip tracing in that manner and say, I've got a handful to do. Okay, well, I skip trace this amount. So now I have 950 new pieces and 50 skip trace pieces going out. For 50 pieces, I've added in an extra layer. I've added an extra time. I've added an extra work. I've added an extra money to be able to find these people and include them in there. So because of that, because it doesn't turn into anything more, I simply don't bother with them. And you're sitting there and you might be saying, well, how does it not turn into more? Because there'd be deals sitting there. And that's true. But again, if you're going off of a, of a baseline number, say a thousand pieces a week, there's also deals being had in those thousands. So instead of worrying about this other handful where there might be deals, I'm just going after the new deals. I'm still going to get the same amount of deals. In fact, a little bit better deals because of who I'm targeting. And so we're not losing anything. The other thing that comes up with us is we don't get that many pieces back. We use quality lists. So using quality lists, we don't get back that many pieces of mail. And so I'm not going to skip trace a handful each and every week. So I'd have to have them sticking up, uh, stacking up. 
So if I have them stacking up week after week, after week, after week, after week, you know, say I'm getting back 10 a week, well, it's going to take me a year to get 500 pieces that way, right? To, to, to actually mail out. And I don't even get back 10 pieces a week. So if we were to get back 10 a week though, and, and wait until we had 500 of them, it's going to, uh, people that are getting mail now, you know, it's going to be a whole year before I mail to them again. So because of that, again, we just simply remove it. We we just keep at a certain level. And because of that, we're able to do more because it's just dropping in new names and mailing them out as opposed to, oh, I've got to now send this person to the skip tracer. I've got to pay that money. I've got to get the new address. I've got to resend them a letter and basically not get anything more out of it. And again, for those people that are sitting there saying, well, there's deals to be had with those. That's true. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's There'd be deals in there. But you'd miss out on something on the other end because this is all about timing. So if you're focusing on on a deal, you know, skip tracing, say you got 500 letters back or 500 pieces back over the last year and you want to skip trace them and you use that to do a mailing. And then the next week you mail somebody else and the next week you mail somebody else and then you keep doing your mailings after that and you get a little bit delayed with something. Well, you're going to miss out on a deal by a week, right? Or two weeks or whatever, because something's going to happen to that property in the meantime. We know that happens because people call us and tell us, oh, I just did something with this last week. You know, I would have been interested, but this just happened. So that type of thing's going to happen as well. It's just, it's all about timing. So to sit there and say, you're going to get more deals because of it. No, you're just going to get different deals. So yes, you will get deals out of the skip tracing ones, but you will guaranteed lose some others elsewhere just because of the timing. That's just the way that it works. So that being the case, again, we don't skip trace just because it's extra time, extra effort, extra money that doesn't produce anything extra to our bottom lines. If we were in housing, any other real estate, honestly, beside vacant land, we would skip trace. But having tested this, we do not see a difference and it's just adding extra time and any extra effort and extra money to us. So there's no reason to do it in our opinion. And again, I understand those listening to this, people are going to differ, especially those who have been in real estate for a long time. And all they know is skip tracing, skip tracing, skip tracing, and especially for the person that skip traced the deal and ended up making $50,000 on that deal, because that does happen here and there, right? It's just like regular mail that we do when we make a hundred thousand dollar profit on a deal, those happen. Uh, so I'm not saying it doesn't, but that being the case, right? Some people are going to hear that and be like, nope, I've got to skip trace everything. Okay, that's that's your decision. But again, we're just coming in and expressing our opinions as to skip tracing, how it works, why we do it, when we do it. And in this case with vacant land, why we don't do it. So again, thanks everybody for joining us. And we'll catch you next week for another episode. Thank you listeners for joining in today. Join us again next week for another discussion on all things land. If you have a topic you want discussed, send us an email about it at thelandmethod at gmail.com or use the contact form on our website, thelandmethod.com. Remember to join the Land Method Facebook group as well if you want to be the first to hear this content and be a part of a community that supports each other in our land businesses. Have a great week.